Welcome to Scene Screen, where we talk about scenes from both the big and small screens. It's hard for me because this has been a, it's been a good day, but it's also been a hard day. And for those who are listening, you're gonna find out why it's been a hard day for me. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pass this over. Pass this over to Kurt, man. Uh, I, I don't know if I wanna keep documentation or record of the conversation. I am Halo, and this is Kurt, man. We have the Snyder Cut coming out in, well, next week, a week today. A week today, the Snyder Cut. So, uh, this is where Zack uh, Snyder, he unfortunately couldn't finish the film that he wanted uh, for Justice League. Um, and due to like family uh, circumstances uh, he had to step away from the project they brought Joss Whedon in and we have the the um, the version of Justice League that we have today um, however Zack Snyder said that he filmed loads of footage um, and it was unused and there was a lot of clamor for it to be uh, released like even from the actors themselves they wanted to see what um, what Zack Snyder's vision was. So I, I said, how about we revisit some of the films um, in the lead up to the Snyder Cut? So that would be uh, Man of Steel, uh, that would be Batman vs Superman, and that would be the Justice League. So, um, but I think it's, you know, so both of us have now since revisited um, Man of Steel. Now, I know I've got a good story about how I watched Man of Steel the first time around, so... Um, <laughs> um, and I'm fairly sure my boy Halo has got a good good story about how he, he watched Man of Steel the first time around. So, Halo, what happened the first time that you watched Man of Steel? You, you know, you, you're digging, man. I don't know. I don't like how you're digging at me and you're just setting me up. This is this is nonsense, man. <laughs> All right, fine. My I'll content just cut that with a smile. <laughs> my experience of Man of Steel has been a very unique one, in my opinion. I remember when I was in London. Me and my sister-in-law, we stood out there from about like eight o'clock in the morning, waiting for the film premiere. I had my camera ready. I had my chair ready to stand on top so I could shoot over the crowd. And it was a glorious day. You know, I was there from like eight in the morning. I think the thing actually took place around like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night was when the actual premiere really started. So I was there the entire day. I got some amazing shots. You know, I got this cool, unique shot of Zod signing a Superman t-shirt and Henry Cavill in the background just kind of laughing. I had a beautiful shot of the whole thing. And so I was like, yes, all is right with the world. I go and I watch the movie. Now, Halo doesn't have it like that. We can just walk in and watch the movie. So this is a little bit later, unfortunately. Uh, but one day, same day on the red carpet, I'll go and watch the movie too. Um, but yeah, a little bit later, I get my my ticket. I sit down in my seat. You know, I'm 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 in that position where you know how Sheldon goes. He does the acoustic check. You know, ah, ah type thing. 
kind of do my own version of that. I see the Man of Steel sign come up, and I was so excited. And then when I left the theater, I I didn't know what to think. I felt bored. I felt, I felt, I I just felt so hurt and confused and and discombobulated. Yes, I said discombobulated, and I said this is not my Superman. <laughs> and so I hated Man of Steel. I waited all that time to see Man of Steel. I shot the pictures. I came in. I bought my ticket, and then. Zack Snyder gave me some nonsense Superman, and I just—I was just so—I don't know. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I probably tried to watch it maybe one more time since it came out at home. And then I said, you know what? I ain't never watching the movie again. This is not my Superman.、Uh, I was like, you know, Mr. Kent. I watched Smallville. I was big on Smallville, and I was like, who is? What is Kevin Costner doing? What is he doing? Teaching Superman to fear? I was like, what is what is this problem? I was like, it's supposed to be his moral compass, you know. And I was just so upset, so hurt. And I was like, you just completely ruined my childhood. And so, so yeah, that was my taste of Man of Steel. The first couple times I watched it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you put it all out there, man. That's okay. That's okay. So. My experience. So my um, uh, my boy, we always go to watch um, superhero films, and he is a huge super Superman fan. Um, and like the last Superman、uh, entry to the to 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 the to the film world was Superman Returns. It was okay. Kind of felt like we, you know we wanted more. So. There was a bit of a gap. I'm not sure how many years there was between、um, Superman Returns and Man of Steel. So,、uh, Man of Steel was announced、um, coming to cinemas, and because my boy is such a, a big fan, I was like, you know what? Why don't we go big? Why don't we go big for the Man of Steel? Because he's one of the best characters in the DC un- universe. Let's go big for Man of Steel. So. I bought tickets for the IMAX, and I ain't never been to an IMAX before. My boys never been to an IMAX before, so we were like, we're gonna do this properly. So I remember driving to driving to his house.、Um, we bought Man of Steel T-shirts. Are you hearing me, Halo? And we bought <laughs> Man of Steel T-shirts. There is a picture on the internet of me and my boy in Man of Steel T-shirts,、um, photographed by his wife. Like we are super excited, we're so happy.、Uh, my boy drives us down、uh, to London,、uh, center of London.、Um, park up, we go to the IMAX, and、uh, I don't know if my boy like remembers this, but like whenever we're waiting to go in, the, because the IMAX is such a big theater, the, the sound is actually like vibrating.、Um, the floor is actually vibrating when we're waiting to come in, so. I was like, "Oh man, this is just going to be awesome!" So we go in, we take our seats, and you know, we've been chatting all this time. Like from the moment I got to his house to the drive down Central London, we were just been chatting, and, you know, just excited about、uh, the film. So we sit down, we watch the film in the IMAX、uh, cinema, and Halo. We sat there, 
and we watched the film and we left the cinema in complete silence and <laughs> like we we were in silence and like we could hear people talking we could hear people talking um like as they were coming out and even around the cinema we heard people talking and like to contrast this we went to watch the dark knight together as well and as soon as the credits end we were chatting we could not stop talking about it for like days afterwards we loved it but man of steel there was just silence there was nothing so we're walking back to the car and i don't want to say anything he doesn't want to say anything we're getting close to the car and he turns to me and he says well at least i didn't pay for it and i was like oh man <laughs> ah dude so <laughs> so i feel the same way man of steel was not a good film the first time i watched it did not like it um superman was screaming on screen um he was screaming when he was flying he was screaming um when he was like pushing things um i didn't like it i didn't like it um it was too long um didn't really like what they did with i didn't like lois lane either um didn't like what they did with clark kent um and there wasn't much to like about it um he didn't it didn't feel like a superman movie so like you i did not leave the cinema feeling good about man of steel so fast forward now to 2021 and in the last 7 days we have both rewatched it now before i we get into get into it the the second time around so like, this is almost like man of steel revisited um i need to ask you halo uh what kind of pie do you like um what's your well, kind of pie? Uh, i like sweet potato pie sweet potato uh, pie i like a meringue pie it's a type of pie. pie okay now i wonder do you like humble pie man quit poking at me <laughs> why why you gotta poke at somebody <laughs> oh sorry dude i'm just having too much fun with this <laughs> oh my days I don't know why you do this podcast. <laughs> this is just embarrassing. So, <laughs> so I I rewatched Battle Steel a few days ago and rightly or wrongly I encouraged Halo to do the same thing and he said to me today that he he rewatched it. So I rewatched it and I kind of had the same kind of feelings. Not as strong as I did all those years ago. Um but I still had the same kind of feelings that this was not a good film. this was not a good superman um i did like russell crow and and uh kevin costner a bit more um i liked michael shannon as zod i thought he was very good i thought he was better on the rewatch um still don't like lois lane she's terrible don't i don't think she's a, she's a really poor casting choice for um lois lane uh so my my feelings are pretty much the same now halo i'm going to put pass this over to you now how did you feel second time what or third time rewatching um man of steel with 2021 eyes all right so all right people who are listening to me right now 
I want you to feel free to go ahead and leave your thoughts as well. Your first reaction to watching Man of Steel and what is your most, uh, you know, recent reaction to it now. So them versus now. Go ahead and leave your comments down. We'll play that in just a second. Um, so, all right. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I didn't sleep well. Maybe I got too good to sleep. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe... Uh, you know what? I blame Vikings. I was watching Vikings this past few weeks. You know, it got me more gritty. It got me more raw. Uh, but I don't know. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. <laughs> it hurts. All right. The reason why it hurts so bad is because ever since the first time I saw it, up until like last week, I have been cussing this movie, and everyone has heard me cuss this movie, and I just can't. Uh, all right. I started watching it. I enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed Russell Crowe's performance on it. I loved it. I was like, oh, man's good. You know, I was like, you know what? This scene here on Krypton is actually really good. I was yeah. like, this is the best scene I'll probably ever see for Krypton. And, you know, I was kind of riding that wave. And then the next thing you know, I'm I'm seeing doggone... Clark Kent doing stuff on a boat, helping people out. I'm like, you know what? That's not that's not too bad. Okay, cool. As in, before I know it, I'm like halfway through the movie, and I'm not feeling like I hate it. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm halfway through. I'm not hating this. Okay, all right. I'm like, oh, he's starting to get suit. He got a suit already. Oh, that was fast. (laughs) Okay, I'm not hating that. (laughs) As in, the next thing you know. The fight scenes happen. I'm like, okay, there's a fight scene. Another fight scene. Oh, the fight scene keeps going. Okay, okay, I'm liking this too. So the next, you know, I see credit. So I'm like, wait a minute. What just happened? <laughs> I was like, did I actually just make it the whole way through the movie and actually enjoy it and not, not want to gouge my eyes out? And and I think I've come around. I think I, think I understand what... Snyder was trying to do what Man of Steel. And and I dare say I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I said I'll say it again. I enjoyed the movie. It was a it was a decent movie. I'm not gonna say anything above decent. It was a decent movie. That's it. That's that's the best you're gonna get from me. <laughs> How dirty do you feel right now? Just tell me. Just be honest. How dirty do you feel right now? I'm gonna need to go and take a shower after this conversation. <laughs> I'm gonna have to just <laughs> you remember that scene? Have you seen Ace Ventura? Yes. You remember when he was in the shower and he's just crying and he's using the plunger and everything? That's gonna be me after this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, I'm coming back to you, Halo. We're gonna hear. Um, we've got some comments here, so we're gonna listen to them. Um, so yeah, let's take the first one. Then. Are you hyped for what they're gonna be doing in like the new Justice League movie? Because I, because I think there's gonna be like more additional scenes of Superman, like in like a lot of extra scenes. Don't say thank you very much for the comment there. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh well, I hope that we do get a bit more um, Superman scenes, but. I will say I would like to see the Superman as we know it, not the Superman from Man of Steel. I, I would I would struggle with that. If we if that's the version that we're getting again in Justice League, 
not too sure how I feel about that. How do you feel about that, Halo? I was going to say, I was like, let's say, easy on the Superman. <laughs> you know, give me some more Batman. You know, take it easy on that. I'm still coming around. I enjoyed the movie today, but I don't know if I could take too much Superman too soon. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. Uh, but, but I would, like you said, I'd like to see what they're going to do with them for this Justice League. Because I haven't watched any trailers or anything like that. I want to go on completely blind. Um, and I am and I am looking forward to seeing him kind of have like this really bad guy effect in the movie. So I'm looking forward to that, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, just going to take this other comment. My first thought of Man of Steel was I was just like, huh, we never seen this on part of um, Krypton. And like we're actually seeing like how like how like he got sent to Earth and everything and like what up led up to that and then like the movie slowly was going on I was like okay okay this is this is alright towards the middle I didn't see any Superman and then like there's this non-stop action towards the end then I was just all like okay 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 but then I'm like it's Zack Snyder like he's he's doing a little bit too much, and then like to tie it into Batman v Superman, I, I, I'm just I'm just like, like come on now, <laughs> Dante, Dante, Dante. I think Dante gets me. You know what I'm saying? I think he he really does something. He gets to both of us because that's how I felt the first time going in. I was like, where where where's Superman? What's going on here? <laughs> and then finally we get him. I was kind of just so taken aback the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, I don't even know. And the, I didn't even really appreciate the fight scene. I was just so upset because it just seemed like he wasn't he wasn't likable. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 he wasn't. And I don't feel like, you know, you, you said earlier, which is a great point, like you're watching the film, then all of a sudden he has the suit. And it's almost like, well... What have you done to deserve the suit? Like you've, mm. you didn't really do anything. Like okay, you saved a few people on a boat. You trashed the guy's lorry who was being rude in a in a bar. That's really Superman like. Um, and like, it just felt a bit soon. So like, you know, when Zod is coming and he's like, you know, um, Kal-el, you have to surrender yourself within twenty four hours or whatever he said. Um. Superman hadn't made himself a presence in the world. Like, he'd only just kind of find out about his heritage and all that kind of stuff. Like, he wasn't somebody that required that level of um, attention, if you know what I'm saying. Like, like Zod held up the whole Earth. Like, he took over all the airwaves to make this announcement that he's coming for Kal-El. But this guy was just on the farm with his mum. He wasn't really doing anything to kind of warrant you know this this amount of attention if you know what I mean no I get you dude I, I do get you and I think the the reason why I had such a <clears throat> a difficult time getting my head around Snyder's Superman is because like you said in the the previous movies that we've seen we've seen him actually kind of just be this beacon of light and he just exudes optimism and that kind of helps make you want to naturally follow follow this guy and root for this guy. But with the guy that we saw in Man of Steel, he was very much kind of 
you know, conflicted. He was very much kind of like, well, I'm going to try to be underneath the radar. And he wasn't really, you know, he was kind of, it seemed like he was half-hearted even about saving people, about doing the right thing. Um, and so you're kind of like, well, it's just some regular guy with powers. And when he is, even when he's even told by his dad, you know, um, that, look, you're supposed to be the light of humanity. You're supposed to help lead them and show them the best side of, of yourself and help them see the best side of themselves. He still didn't really even seem like he embraced that. He kind of was just reacting to the situation instead of leading the situation, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> he didn't really... He was hiding in plain sight, and but he wasn't doing anything like hero heroic or hero worthy. Um, it just it just seems so ordinary, and like this is a larger than life character a character, like you said, that people look up to, like um, aspire to being. Um, that kind of inspires you to be better and to do better and to make the right choice, but. We didn't really kind of get that with this version of Man Steel, unfortunately. You know who did a great job of that? Um, Captain America. Yeah. Saying, yeah. That whole persona is what I would say, is what I was expecting to see Man of Steel kind of portray. Not necessarily the same exact way, but in his own style of it. But we didn't see a hint of that with Superman. And and that's what that's why I think this is this this is uh, I'm tongue tied. That's what Superman's true power is is that that bit of hope. And that's what his that's what the essence is supposed to stand for is hope. He didn't really seem hopeful at all. Though, no, he didn't. He didn't. And and because he didn't seem hopeful, he wasn't inspiring us to want to be hopeful as well. We were just kind of going along for the ride, and that was it. You know. Yeah. And all the other Supermans leading up. Oh, sorry, you gonna say something? No, no, no. I, I think you make a you you make a great point about um, Captain America. Captain America is not a character that I really liked in the comics or like the cartoons or whatever because he seemed like a real goody two shoes, um, mm. and he didn't seem he it just I didn't really connect with him. Um, however, like Chris Evans' portrayal of him in the movies was amazing. Like he was. A leader, like he was a guy that you wanted to be like, that you could see why he was, you know, the captain of this awesome team of of, of, of superheroes. Um, but yeah, you didn't get that with 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 um, uh, this this version of Superman in, in Man of Steel, and you didn't, you definitely didn't get the aspect of hope that you rightly mentioned as well. And also going back to what you're saying about. What did he actually do to earn the suit of Superman? When we looked at, um, you know, Captain America's first movie, we saw him as this scrawny guy who was still trying to do the right thing, even though he was powerless. He was literally powerless. But yet he still wanted to step up and do the right thing because it was the right thing to do. I think that we should have saw an example of this from Clark Kent before he found out that he was, you know, an alien or before he found out that he was Superman you know, in the shadows where he's deliberately trying to find a way to save lives and to, and to be a positive influence. Or even just in his interaction with people on a human level, hey, you know, this person's, you know, being this way, don't worry about it, let's get past it. You can overcome that, you know. You know, trying to portray that type of hero vibe, but you yeah. don't really see that. No, we didn't at all. And that, that was that was really disappointing. Um 
that we didn't get to see a Superman that kind of um, inspires us. So, <clears throat> so Halo, what was it that kind of changed your mind about the film? What was it that you saw that you kind of liked a little bit more or that kind of swung it in the other direction for you? I think what what really helped me to appreciate this movie the better this time around, I tried to take away my previous notions of the other Superman and just focus on this one here. Focus mm-hmm. on the story we have in front of us and just try to just look at what I'm seeing and, and, and just respect the story. Um, just looking at the fact that, you know, they, they placed the hope of their planet, of Krypton, inside of his cells so that way he'd go to Earth and try to hopefully restart and rebuild. Um, looking at this kid who uh, had no idea that he was an alien until he was much older, uh, you know, <laughs> around like, you know, uh, I'd say around 12-ish, figuring out that he's not like everybody else, that he's not enhanced by God, but that he's an ac- he's actually an alien. And then trying to figure out how he's going to come to grips with that. Um, and then seeing that his dad is saying, look, you can't be yourself because if you're going to be yourself, it's going to draw unwanted attention and the world's not ready for that. So um, seeing how he's trying to deal with the conflict of his dad's message and what he wants to try to do, which is trying to do the right thing, um, I could kind of appreciate uh, more of where he was coming from. And then seeing that fact that he left his hometown because his abilities for you know, we're going to get, you know, notice around people. So he went place to place, you know, and when he realized that he was getting a bit too hot, he'd have to move to the next place. So I think it was just really just focusing on what Snyder was trying to say and and just look at it from that point of view and, and letting go of, you know, Christopher Reeves, letting go of Tom Wellings and just focusing on uh, Henry Cavill's interpretation of, of Superman. So you, you, you kind of felt, a bit more sympathy for the um for Superman Clark Kent and now that you rewatched it. In a weird way, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna contradict myself. Uh so so here's what I found. I think the thing that made me really like the movie, I liked everything but Superman in the movie. Does that make any sense? Cause like um, I really liked, <laughs> no, I, so so yeah, so I really liked uh, Russell Crowe's version of what everything Russell Crowe did. I felt kind of in a sense carried the movie along, because if he hadn't been in this movie, I don't think the movie would have worked. Everything whoa. that he building up, you know, in the beginning, and when he met up with with Clark um, in the spaceship, everything there that he did. It just held the movie together. That was the glue that literally held this thing together. If you edit those out, everything with Henry Cavill by himself doesn't work, in my opinion. Whoa, we we we're we're coming um, we're coming hot. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming hot today on this pod. So, what you're saying is you felt that the the Jor-El character, the father of Superman, was central to Man of Steel being. A good film. I'll even give the co-pilot to uh, Zod as well. Between okay. uh, Jor-El and Zod, those two people carried the movie. Uh, Superman did very little 
work to help bring this movie along, even though it was named after him, in my opinion. Okay. No, no, no. For I, I completely agree with you. Like, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not going to disagree with that. I kind of, I really liked Russell Crowe's depiction of Jor-El, um, and he was more kind of like a, a figure that was inspiring. Do you know? Like that wasn't. Um, I kind of got, you know, his take. Like his, um, his version of a Jor-El was very kind of inspiring you saw what this guy was doing like he'd you know he sacrificed his son to um preserve um you know he he saved his son rather than his uh him and his wife um but you, you got his reasons for doing it and you, you know he, you understood what he was doing and he he carried himself like um he almost carried himself more like a superhero than superman does in the film um Michael Shannon as Zod, like he was brilliant. Like he's 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 pure hatred. Like he, <laughs> you know, he he he's a proper villain, but he was totally underused. He didn't get enough screen time. And like, you know, dude, dude, the guy's name's Zod. He has one line, one line. That's it. Kneel before Zod. It's not that hard. <laughs> You know, it's not that hard to, to to work that into a script. But they couldn't even do that, man. They couldn't even get him to say, kneel before Zod. I mean, what's the point of having Zod if you're not going to get him to say, kneel before Zod? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, uh, it don't make no sense to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I feel like those, those characters really helped um, the movie. They were really strong casting choices. Um, and again, probably weren't used as much as I would have liked to have seen them. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And in fact, um, Michael Shannon really surprised me as Zod um, because I've seen him in a few other projects and he didn't, in my opinion, really do as well. Um, one of them uh, that comes to mind, uh, what was that movie with uh, uh, Jason Gordon-Levitt as some bike messenger guy? And he's like a cop trying to chase him and then uh, pull him over. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, um, yeah, Gordon Levitt's on a bike or something, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I know the. Um, I know what you mean. I can't remember the title. But Michael Shannon was terrible in that movie. <laughs> I was like, he's going to be Zod? Are you serious? <laughs> so, so I was a bit surprised at his performance. So he did a really good job in this film. And and I think he really brought the 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 energy. Like I said, he really brought the hate, uh, especially when he said, "Look, you ruined everything. I was born to serve Krypton, and you just yes. destroyed everything." So yeah. I was like, "No, I get it. I get it. I felt his anger." Yeah, definitely, man. Like he, you know, the the scene where like um, he's he's been he's about to be sentenced to the Phantom Zone. And he's standing in front of Lara, I think, so um, Superman's mom. And he's like, I will find him. And, like, you can see, like, the pure hatred and pure venom coming out of him. Like, he's not messed about. Like, it doesn't matter that he's being sentenced to to the Phantom Zone. Like, he's on a mission. And, and, like, it it was that hatred that drove him to, 
to eventually get to, to Earth and, and find um, find Kalal. So I think there were some good um, choices in terms of the the cast. When we get on to okay, so let, let's let's change change um, change tact here slightly. So we've spoken about Jorel, we've spoken about um, Superman, and we've spoken about um, Zod. Now, when when you come in to watch Superman, and in, indeed, whenever you come in to watch any superhero movie, you want to see action. Um, you want to see good action. Um, that's what you're here for. You want to see good battles, good fights. You want to see, um, you know, good scenes. Um, now, I feel, and I could be a bit harsh here. I don't think I'm harsh. I think that this the action in this movie was like watching um, a Michael Bay film, but worse. It's very hard. <laughs> Like oh Michael wow! Bay, <laughs> Michael Bay can can direct action. Like he's 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 good at it. He was good at it up until like Transformers. Then he kind of dropped off a little bit. But up until that point, like Bad Boys, um, like The Rock, he he had done some good like action movies. But as time's gone on, they've got progressively worse. Now, the action in Man of Steel is horrendous. Like I don't. All right, let me, let me. You see, like if you're watching like the Matrix, right? And there's a few scenes in the Matrix that you would go and rewatch any day. So, like Morpheus and Neo fighting in the doing the training in the karate scene, like the um, the last scene where um, um, Neo realizes that he's the one. Um, the breakout when they're trying to save Morpheus. These are awesome, like brilliant action scenes. There isn't a single scene in Man of Steel, action-wise, that I would like to watch again. That I would think, oh, mm, that was actually decent. That that showcases Superman. It doesn't. There's, there is nothing in there, action-wise, that shows Superman, that, that makes this a good movie. The action is shocking. Oh, dude. That, that, you, oh, my goodness. You have transformed into contentious Kurt <laughs> He never left. He was he here the whole time. He shredded it. Oh, my goodness. All right. So while I'm getting my thoughts together for the action scene, my opinion on the action scene, do you want to take this call here while I'm taking my, my thoughts together for that? Yeah. No <laughs> worries. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's do this. Oh, oh, yeah. That movie is called um, Premium Rush. And my opinion on Michael Shannon uh he's always angry and Jod was kind of like the role for him in my opinion he did pretty damn good even though everything about his armor and his fighting style was all cg so yeah no i i agree with um dante there like uh he kind of had like the bit of uh michael shannon has that kind of bruce banner um uh you know about him he's got that kind of bruce banner persona where like um you know he's angry all the time so yeah i i kind of agree with dante so in terms of the character he he was the perfect fit um you know when whenever he was um doing the action scenes he did look kind of ripped he did look kind of um 
uh, like he'd uh, filled out a bit, but I don't know whether that was actually him or just like a muscle suit. But yeah, I think. Oh, and thank you, Dante, for giving us the movie title. We completely forgot about that premium rush. Um, so yeah, no, I think that there was a good uh, match between. Um, for, for Michael Shannon's Zod, but it just wasn't executed well. Um, how about you, Halo? What do you think? You know what, Dante? You make a good you make a good point, man. In fact, if anyone who's listening to this knows Michael Shannon, just just take a second, just get up. I know we're in COVID, but if you have if you're in the bubble with him, that's fine. Go up to him and just give him a nice big hug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just say, Michael, it's okay. This is a safe place. Let him know that all is okay with the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, I think that when it comes to the the action scene in this movie, the first time I saw it, I was not impressed, not impressed whatsoever with the action scenes in this movie because look what you have to compare it to. I mean, the one action scene that every superhero fan for the big screen will always talk about until there's no movies ever in existence again is going to be the scene and Superman Returns, I think it is, where he takes the gunshot to the eye. That is the deepest action scene you will ever see that you can call right now to date with Superman. Because that was just, oh, that was sick. He's standing there and the guy shoots him point blank in the eye. He looks down. He looks back up at the guy like, Seriously? <laughs> uh, and then so when you're looking at this one, even though it's just that one real scene in that movie that just, hope you know, you put your hat on, you're looking inside this, you're thinking, oh, that's not that impressive. Oh, that's not that impressive. But today, I was kind of just trying to really take in the scene because what I kind of thought was happening was there was a lot going on. There was a ton of things happening all at the same time. And if you kind of slow it down to take each thing in, then you can appreciate it a bit more. The thing that I didn't like about Superman, even till this day, my biggest gripe about Superman is that all he does is he punches and he kicks. He's not really strategic. He's not really, um, he doesn't have any real combat skills. He takes for granted the fact that he is the strongest man in the room and he uses his strength instead of using his brain to be able to really figure out how to defeat somebody. And then in Man of Steel, it proved that. He's up against soldiers, and they are beating the crap out of him. (laughs) You know, the girl is working him. The big dude is working him. And he's trying to, you know, he tosses the guy into the train, and he's saying, okay, he's done. And then a few seconds later, the guy comes back like, oh, I'm not done. He hits him with a train. I was like, you know what? I like the fact that you see a lot of this cool action happening, and you see the, the people who are just learning how to use their powers on Earth um, doing such a good job of like using their speed to, to take out people. You have bullets just literally raining on them and they're not being phased by it at the same time. Um, you have these big helicopters shooting them as well and they're like, eh, that's not that big a deal. So I, I did like the fight scenes this time around because I took it in a bit more. And and maybe once again I could just be really starved for um, for action scenes because uh, it's been a long time since Marvel's put out some 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 heavy movies uh, and so I could just be starved I don't know but I was I was feeling it today and I was thinking you know what 
this is actually pretty decent. I was surprised at how decent it actually was because I was not impressed the first time around. Okay, uh, um, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to come back to this. So let's we've got another comment here, and then I'm, I'm going to respond to you. Let's let's. Oh, you got you get a lot of love here, Halo. I think people are liking what you got to say here. So, but let's let's listen to the comment. Oh, and another thing about Man of Steel, I don't know if if you notice, but there's a bunch of zoom ins and there's a bunch of blurry shots. Like if you look at like if like if um, you remember on um, like the part like where the like where the earth is just going up and down, up and down. That's that. That's the camera zooming in and out. Like, and that makes me nauseous sometimes. Like, I was just like, oh my god, what the fuck? Like, why am I keeping going back and forth? Like, zooming out, in and out, in and out. Like, what the fuck? I don't say. I feel like you make a really good point here, um, because the action in this film is like a really bad ride at the fun fair. Now, I'm not talking about like a bad ride at like Disneyland because you're safe and you're secure. I'm talking about those pop-up ones that you see like in a park randomly. You don't even know they're coming, but then the next day you see the fun fair there and, you know, there's a ride there and like this ride is making you nauseous and you can't stop it and you can't see what's going on. Everything's blurry and you want it to stop, but it keeps going. This is like the action in Man of Steel. There was nothing redeeming in it. Like, there's all I saw is just characters um, being thrown through buildings. And if it wasn't one building, it was another. You saw like buildings collapsing. You saw like, um, and like the sheer like collateral damage that was taking place was insane. And like, the, you know, there was there was that scene where like, um, uh, like. What really annoyed me when I rewatched it again, and I think it annoyed me the first. I didn't think it annoyed me the first time, but it annoyed me um, uh, this time round. Was that like there were so many people that needed saving, so many people that needed saving during you know the the, the fight the fight scenes, um, and Superman ignores them, completely ignores them. Like he doesn't bat an eyelid, he doesn't try to save anybody. However, when Lois Lane is falling. Like, he's there in a flash. No pun intended. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I'm not, he, he doesn't even know Lois Lane like that to be so, like, wrapped up, wrapped up in her. So, I don't like the fact that um, Superman was causing that much damage um, and wasn't that interested in saving people. Like, I didn't... It was too... Um, there were just, like, lots of glass breaking. There were just lots of... Um, uh, throwing things, and you know, I get what you're saying, Halo. That because it's Superman, it's it's kind of harder to um, to film action scenes. Plus, like you, you know, you got to film him flying, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I just don't think they executed it very well at all. Like it just seemed, um, it seemed rushed. It seemed uh, just, it just wasn't good, and and I. I still stand by my comment that the action was the worst part of this movie because I didn't really see a Superman um, doing Superman things. All right, all right. Well, let me let me be clear. I am not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Superman did a good job. Notice when I said about the action scenes, it was about how the villains did. <laughs> <laughs> my, my opinion still stands right now 
that the only thing that was terrible about Man of Steel was Superman. If you ooh, take ooh. Superman out of the equation, the movie was good. <laughs> All this fight scene. <laughs> like, when he went to go fight, like I said, it wasn't that interesting. He got beat up. Uh, and I'm glad he got beat up. <laughs> it just showed him that he needed to work on some things. He needed to let him go and fight. If you look at the very beginning of the movie, Jor-El can fight. He punched Zod in the face a few times. I was yeah. like, okay, that's that's what I'm talking about. You know what? Forget Henry Cavill. Let Russell Crowe just be Superman. Let's just let's just roll. Let's go. Let's go like this. Let's make it the Jarrell show. You know what I'm saying? He came out. He beat him down. He took out all these other soldiers as well. I was like, wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to be a scientist? These are soldiers, and they're a scientist, and they're taking people down. I was like, you know what I'm saying? And then we see, we see Superman. Clark Kent just coming in here punching and kicking, and he's not doing much. He did save one person. He saved that one dude from the helicopter. He's like, you okay? And then he got punched in the face. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. I like that. I don't know. Uh, but he needed to save a lot more people. I love your point there. Our, our Superman would have tried to save some of these people from some of these falling buildings, you know, try to you know use his heat vision to try to clear a path or something. But this yeah. guy, like, no, I'm wrapped up in just trying to fight Zod. I'm wrapped up in trying to do my own thing here. I can care less about human life. And then that's why I was kind of saying, like, the first time I watched Man of Steel, I really didn't feel like Superman cared about the people, you know? And that followed yeah. into Batman versus Superman as well, where you didn't <laughs> feel like he loved the people. He just felt like, I have these responsibilities. I'm just going to react to situations, and that's it. And that's not Superman. No, no. Um, so, guys, you know, the guys that are listening right now, um, we had Halo there, and he's saying that uh, Man of Steel was, 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 wasn't was good with Superman in it. So Halo just wants to watch a film called Man. He doesn't need no Man of Steel. <laughs> he just wants a film called Man. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a few more comments here. I think a really weird thing about this franchise is that instead of Superman being a source of hope, like, and that's the way they film him, Superman in these movies is filmed as a source of terror in a most, like, Man of Steel, Justice League. He's always, like, angry and screaming and people look at him even the way he's filmed they're looking up at him and he's just like kind of terrifying force you wouldn't want him to save you so in a man of steel it makes sense he's not saving people and it makes like it almost makes lex luther like his plans sane and i'm on his side whoa sad and creepy i like your vibe i like exactly what you're saying there and i completely agree with you that he wasn't a source of hope and but you've taken it one step further, saying he's a source of terror, and I kind of get that. I kind of get that he was not the the Superman that we've all come to to know and love, and he didn't do anything that kind of made us love him as Superman. Um, what do you think, Halo? You know, sad and creepy. I love the name, by the way, sad and creepy. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're not so sad. But yeah, we don't mind creepy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna take what you say and I wanna flip it. What if that was what Snyder had built the whole franchise on? You're so used to seeing Superman as this goody two shoes guy and you make him the bad guy because he is really powerful. So the only way you can really make it interesting is by having that tension 
of the super powerful guy having to go up against the Justice League. And I get that. I can kind of roll with that. But in order for it to work for me, I need to see it where we have our version of Superman and then he gets turned to this dark Superman. That would that would sell it for me. Not have some guy who kind of just doesn't really care. Uh, I call it, I think, I think it's because he feels like he looks too good. He doesn't really have to care because people care about him. And I'm, you know, I'm getting a bit shallow, I know. But I'm thinking, that's what he comes across as. He's thinking, I'm this powerful guy. I'm this good-looking dude. I can do what I want. And I'm just going to do what best suits me. And I'm going to respond when I want to respond. And that's not Superman. Superman is a very selfless person. So, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. Okay. Um, thanks for that, Halo. We're going to take another comment here. And the thing about this movie as well, his heat vision, it only really came around whenever this like he was just just like like it looked like that, that like he really couldn't control it, like it would just come at random sometimes. What do you think about that, Halo? Um, I'm not gonna lie, the heat vision had me think back to Smallville days, and I was just <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so uh, in case you guys have not seen Smallville and you're wondering what is Halo talking about, um, what I want to encourage you to do is to go on Hulu for my American peeps and, and look up Smallville. If you're in the UK or anywhere else in the world, I don't know where else to send you, but look for Smallville <laughs> and uh, or even go on YouTube and look up Clark Kent gets heat vision and you'll laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of... It, you're right. It's one of those things where sometimes he has control over it and sometimes he doesn't have control over it because uh, he used it when he went to get the spaceship out. Um, he he used it uh, again when he was uh, inside uh, inside the spaceship. Maybe it's just some type of weird link between him and the spaceship, I guess, because he used it when he was fighting Zod inside the spaceship. Um, but he, he didn't really seem to have as consistent control of it outside of those situations so so yeah i don't know maybe uh maybe there's some weird hidden story there <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah he didn't seem like you're fully in control of it and it, um dante's mentioning the heat vision kind of brings up something that annoyed me um when i was re-watching it this week so you know and we're, we're back on the spaceship like you just saying there um he sees lois lane in there he doesn't know who she is <laughs> And he exposes his powers like straight away. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You, it just didn't didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to me. After after being the guy that's been hiding his powers all along, that that didn't make any sense to me at all. So, um, it's no, okay. I, I agree. it's okay because it's not like you you know exposes powers to someone that you know that wasn't discreet that that wasn't you know trying to go about and letting people know you know public information like that you know she's a very discreet person so he yeah he she's a wise choice she's <laughs> real quiet you know he, he he shows some good discernment there man i, I, I don't know he should have picked a mine know. or something you know what i'm saying no he goes for a reporter <laughs> a pulitzer winning reporter <laughs> the biggest blab the biggest snitch in the world <laughs> oh dear um Right, let's gonna take another comment here. Yo, I got an idea for a movie though. How about Blade versus the Punisher? You know, screw all this kid stuff, man. That's Superman and Spider Man and all these. 
let's do a blade and the punisher and they you know they go to war against each other you know in like a greedy new york city kind of vibe you know so we've had batman versus superman we've had avengers facing off in civil war um but we we've had a another idea live and live on stereo uh we've had somebody suggesting uh rugged life uh suggesting that we have a blade versus punisher so what rugged life really wants to see i'm guessing is people getting hurt <laughs> punisher, they're not here to like hold hands or to talk strategy they're here to hurt you so uh yeah i, I think rugged life wants to see some some good action which we didn't get in man of steel um yeah. what's your thoughts <laughs> on the blade versus punisher <laughs> movie halo the only way to make that even more bloody would be having uh, John Wick as the referee in that movie. Oh, <laughs> oh snap! Yeah, that would be uh, that would be a very epic film. In fact, you should pass it over to Marvel because they could definitely do something with that. Because that would be a great pair up. And who, you know what? Who knows? We might actually see those two side by side on the screen someday. Because Punisher is over in the hands of Disney now. Blade is in the hand of Disney now, so hey, I'm I'm down for it. You get the position going, I'll sign it. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, man. Blade <laughs> is in the hands of Disney. That's that's yeah, that's just 2021 for you, man. It don't make no sense. Uh, so let let's let's talk about possibly the most controversial scene in Man of Steel. Um, I feel like this is a scene that divided a lot of people and if you were a Superman fan or like a comic book fan I feel like this was the the straw that broke the camel's back um, so the scene that I'm talking about is um, not not unrelated to, to what Dante just mentioned there with, with heat vision the scene I'm talking about is where Superman kills Zod spoiler alert, I shouldn't have said that before but um, in Man of Steel, Superman actually kills somebody. Now, Batman's my favorite character. I'm, I'm, I'll put it out there. Batman's my favorite. Um, and Batman will go to certain lengths that others won't. Um, but I still feel like he... I think people get the impression that he would kill, but I still don't feel that he would. Uh, I don't think that's how he operates. Superman is not that guy. Superman does not kill. If there's another way to do something or to uh, find a resolution, he will do it. Like, he's the all-American good guy. Um, and in this scene, in the very first installment of this new Superman, in the very first movie, he kills somebody. And for me, that was, that was a game-changer. That was the moment where I was like, nope. This is not my Superman. Um, that is that for me. Zack Snyder, Henry Cavill, whoever was involved in that decision making, that was terrible. That no, no, shouldn't have done it. I've, you, bro, do you know that um, that meme, that gif of uh, Tracy Morgan? Um, he's, in the, <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the car with um, Bruce Willis. He's just like, nope, nope. Nope, nope, don't like it. Nope, that's that's how I felt, and I felt it was disappointing. It, it was, it was disappointing, doesn't cover it. It was 
awful to see Superman doing something like that on the big screen. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. So first, all right. When I was watching it this time around, my 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 reaction was, why didn't Superman just literally fly Zod out of there? <laughs> That would have yeah. that would work. He could have just flown yeah. him to a different spot, but no, he's put his, with him on the ground. But he could have just flown, you know. Turn his head another way. Put your hands over his eyes. Uh, even if you can't turn his head, just just fly. It's like that whole. Uh, remember Hancock when uh, when the train's coming and he just kind of like smashes the train and they said, "Why didn't you just let the cart off the track?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I didn't think of that." <laughs> I'm like, Superman, you could have just flown, man. You didn't have to just stand there while he's trying to kill people. Um, it was it was a deep scene, I think. Um, I didn't like it, personally. But I think that what Snyder was trying to go for, and this is what I'm surmising from what I've seen, is that Zod was the very last of his people. And with Superman killing Zod, he was, in a sense, kind of killing off uh, the the hope of there being more of his people. He destroyed the ship. He, he destroyed this last fellow, you know, uh, kryptonite, uh, krypton person. So that was deep, I guess. But I think that it was senseless. Like, there was no need for him to go that extra mile of killing when, you know, there was so much other things to set up. I mean, it, it kind of feels like he was trying to overcorrect so much to let people know that hey this is not your stereotypical superman i'm gonna make sure you know this is not your stereotypical superman this is my superman i'm gonna make him do this crazy thing that superman would never intentionally do anywhere else which is killing zod and i kind of you know i kind of feel like um in a weird way he kind of just stuck his thumb in my eye when he did that so so yeah, I get how you feel. I'm 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 in total agreement with you that he he didn't need to do that. They didn't need to go that direction with him. Um, if they would have waited and they had had him kill somebody when he turned bad, then that would have been a cool contrast. But right now we're trying to see the good in Superman, and we didn't even see it up until that very last few moments of the movie. And I think that he kind of just ruined the Superman character by doing that, in my opinion. You know, you just spoke there about like Zack Snyder sticking his thumb in your eye. Superman should have stuck his thumb in Zod's eye. I think we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have had this. We would never have had this, um, dude. Like we, we I think uh, maybe this scene is causing um, a few of our listeners to um, evoking some emotions. We've got some some more comments coming in here, so we're just going to go through them and and um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what people have to say. Uh, first of all, great talk and awesome show, guys, so congrats on that. I think the first time I saw Man of Steel and the whole Superman killing Zod thing, I really, really hated it. You know, Superman's such a blue-sky character, such a happy-go-lucky character. It's weird seeing it happen. But, you know, Superman's killed in the comics before, and, you know, he has a I-won't-try-to-kill rule. It's not a strict I-will-never-kill rule. And it makes sense for the character. I think in the story, it actually gives it some good drama. It humanizes him a bit. You know, it gives him, you know, not an easy way out. He has to make a hard decision, and I think that is an interesting fold in that story. Sorry, Halo, I didn't mean to cut you there. Um, what did you, what, what do you uh, think of um, what Sad and Creepy had to say there? I think he's kind of on your side there. He, he kind of, yeah, we're kind of saying a similar thing. Um, Sounds like Sad and Creepy has a lot more um, knowledge of Superman from, from comic books and other 
um, history, maybe film, but mostly comic book sounds like it. Uh, the thing that concerns me about what Sad and Creepy said is that it humanizes him a little bit. Sad and Creepy, you better not be in your spare time snapping people's necks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing with you, man. But, and I'm serious as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like his perspective of where he's coming from with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, um, yeah, no, I think uh, it... <laughs> It does do something for the story, but it just doesn't take it in, in a direction that I like. Um, I think that it was a little bit premature on Superman killing somebody. Like I said, if he wanted to build it up to make Superman the bad guy, like he's going to do for Justice League, um, that would have been the time that he should have it where Superman kills somebody. Um, like I said, right now, his job was to build. And I think that he needed to build a Superman that was different, yes, but that everyone could still rally around and make him feel gritty. I think that, um, and this is my opinion, I think that the story would have been better told of uh, the conflict of Superman being optimistic when he's seen so much pain, when he's seen so much uh, distress amongst humanity. How is he going to be able to encourage these people and feel comfortable about being who he is when he knows that people are very fearful? And I think that he should have really picked on that element for the first movie and then went to the, you know, Batman versus Superman about how people don't like the fact that he feels like he answers to himself and there's no consequences to him. So that would have been a better story arc, I think. And then having him go into Justice League as the bad guy where people are still kind of against him. Mm. Um, I'm coming out of that with uh, humanity back on his side at some point. No, I, I, I like the idea. I think that that, makes a a better transition in uh for for the movie so i, I think um i think what you say there is 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 is, is spot on um halo that the comments are flying in so we're going to take another man i cried during the man of steel my stepdad had died right before the movie came out and I'm sitting next to my friend in the theater, and she looks over at me, and she's like, what are you laughing at? But meanwhile, I've got tears streaming down my face when his dad puts his hand out to tell him not to come and rescue him. That, like, that, to me, set the tone of the movie. I thought, I thought it was a really well-done version of Superman. Good okay. evening. I thought I'd say hello. I like your topic. I love Superman. <laughs> yes, I'm a girl, and I think Henry Cavill is good-looking, but the movie is pretty good. I quite enjoyed it. I, I like superhero movies, for sure. So, yeah, I'm going to keep listening and see what you guys are talking about. Sorry, I just joined now, so I probably missed loads, but hi, good evening. Hi, Ashley. It's very Thank you very much for sharing the comment there. We're glad to have you. Um, we love superhero stuff, too. You're in the right place. Um we are just kind of reviewing Man of Steel again um, in the anticipation of the, the new Snyder Cut coming out next week. So that's what we've, we've been doing here. Um, and to, uh, to Chris that spoke earlier, um, Chris Greenspeak, um, thank you for that comment, man. I mean, um, it's movies can do a lot of things for people and uh, that it had that kind of poignant moment there. Uh, for you, and uh, I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your dad. So that um, that you found some kind of um, 
emotional connection there that you you know kind of resonate with you um i'm, I'm glad that it did man and um you know that's that's why we watch movies because it, it kind of we get uh, all the all of these kind of reactions like i didn't really like man of steel but for chris green speaks it was you know the movie that he liked um and you know there's loads of people in the middle as well so that you know that's the beauty of movies uh, we here um are just been chatting about man of steel i still don't think so i still don't think it was a good film i think um i was disappointed by it i think that um you know with with zack snyder before like he's done some good movies like watchmen was okay and 300 was was good um but i was really let down uh by the action and um but i will say what i will say is that um henry cavill so ashley ashley tin and she she brought up henry there i do like henry cavill as superman and i know halo might not agree with me with this but i think he was i think he is a good superman in terms of his physique like he looks really good as superman um maybe not quite as believable as Clark Kent because he is so he's so jacked like he couldn't he doesn't look like a, a Clark Kent character but in terms of when he puts on the costume he looks like Superman and that's something that Henry has done better than anybody I think and you know um, Brandon Roth and Christopher Reeves um, they don't have the kind the same kind of physicality that Henry does and that's something I think he brings uh, to the table um better than anybody else i think as he's gone on in the films i think he's got a little bit better and a little bit more comfortable um in the superman role so this is why i'm excited to see um what happens in the snyder Cut of justice league so hey uh, what do you think about henry Cavill uh, as superman? dude oh my goodness all right <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't know why you talked me into this podcast. I'm going to get letters. I know I'm going to get letters. All right. Henry Cavill does look the part as Superman. It's just when he starts talking, that's when I'm like, you're not Superman. I'm like, oh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I'm, my goodness. All right. And you said, and you said, as he plays the role more, I dislike him more. I couldn't stand him in Batman versus Superman. I was, I, I so wanted Batman to punch him in the face, and I was happy when he did it. Uh, but, but no, um, he does look the part as Superman. Um, in fact, when I was watching it today, I was like, you know what? He does look like Superman, and also sometimes from certain angles, he does even resemble the um, the other Supermans as well. So it was kind of like, okay, cool. I can kind of see them passing the torch in some weird way in my mind. Um, I just think that, you know what, to be fair, I think that if the story had been written slightly uh, slightly better, maybe Henry Cavill would have been able to shine a bit better in the role as Superman. I think that with better writing, I think that he could have did a good job as Superman. But I think that um, maybe the script, because you and I had a conversation outside of uh, outside of this that, you said maybe if the writing would have been better, it would have actually worked a lot better across the board. Um, but it just set Henry Cavill up to fail because he wasn't likable as Superman. He didn't have that relatability to um, to people. He didn't have it where he seemed charming um, uh, with that Superman charm. 
Um, the thing that I always like about Superman uh, when you watch the old movies, when the plane's about to crash, when the bus is about to crash, he always says, hey, people, I know that you had a bad experience, uh, but just remember, planes are still one of the most reliable ways to fly. He's a very <laughs> sweet guy. Um, but this Superman was not sweet whatsoever. He was very much kind of jaded in a sense. So, <laughs> no, I th- I, Yeah, I think that's... I get what you're saying. It kind of... There were aspects of it that weren't quite there. Like I, th- I think like Henry does tick a lot of boxes as Superman, um, but I think there was a little bit um, more to be desired. So I, I do, I do get what you're, do get what you're saying. Um, we're going to take one more comment. Here. We're going to wrap this thing up. Yes. My husband and my two kids were so excited to watch the the Snyder Cut there uh, that's coming out, uh, what is it, a week or two from now? So excited. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited. So, And I think Henry Cavill is, um, I think he's brilliant for Superman. Uh, I think he has the look for sure, like you said, the the body image for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. As a person who loved Smallville growing up, I used to watch Smallville, like the show Smallville. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think he plays it re- quite well and does it. And I think he did. He is progressing as each movie that he plays Superman, definitely. I think he gets more comfortable for sure. Thank you for that comment, Ashley. I think, um, I think I'm in agreement with you there. I think he is, he is getting better as he, as he goes um, and... Yeah, we're both big fans of Smallville, so you are definitely in the right place. Halo. No comment. <laughs> Ashley, I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing with you. Um, yeah, no, uh, I know. I, I am a huge fan of Smallville. Uh, not a huge fan of Cavill. Oh, you see what I did there? Uh, but, <laughs> but I do think um, I'm really excited to see what he does with um, how he did his role in uh, the Snyder Cut. Um, In fact, I kind of think that I was enjoying his performance in Justice League. Um, And reason being because he wasn't really in it that much. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's cold. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I wasn't trying to slam him, but it just came out. But so, but the, the amount of time that he was in there for, I felt that that was a decent amount of Henry Cavill time on screen, and I liked it. Uh, and so, so yes, a little bit goes a long ways for me. I'm very much a big Batman fa- a fan. I, I'm a big uh, Smallville fan and all that jazz, uh, but I'm just not really feeling uh, Henry Cavill's Superman. He looks the part, uh, but I just think he needs to... Well, no, here's the thing. I think the reason why I enjoyed him a bit more in Justice League is because when he finally became uh, Superman again and he got his memories back, he kind of had that Superman charm. Mm, so yeah. he kind of corrected a bit. So if he if he brings that back into the Snyder Cut, you know, I'm sure it's going to be towards the way, maybe like our three-hour three, three hour <laughs> and 50-minute mark. Um, that's fine with me. I'm fine with that. But to not see it at all is what concerned me. But I did like that he actually poured on that Superman charm in Justice League. So, yes, I am optimistic. I am hopeful. I'm wearing the S on my chest right now. (laughs) Nice. That was smooth, bro. That was smooth. I like that. That was was smooth. Um, 
dude, you cracked me up. You can't say that. <laughs> the reason why you enjoyed Justice League is because he wasn't in it. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Halo, we've been chatting for a little while now. We're live on the Stereo app. And when we first started the pod, you said that maybe your mind had been changed a little bit about Man of Steel. Like, you didn't enjoy it when you first watched it, but maybe you might be coming around. As the pod has gone on, I kind of feel like you've gone back to your original thoughts. <laughs> I kind of feel like you're, you're not liking it as much as you did. So how would you rate Man of Steel second time round? Well, what I'm going to say is I'm going to explain my rating before I give the rating. Um, I, I realized throughout the conversation what I actually liked about the movie. And I liked, you know, Jarrell. I liked Zod. Um, I liked uh, the cinematography. But what I realized <laughs> that I like didn't Superman. like was I didn't like Superman. <laughs> and I understand it's kind of like watching Fast and the First and saying you don't like the cars. It doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I liked everything in Man of Steel, but Man of Steel himself. So um, I think the what I will rate this movie, even though I said that, I'm going to give this movie, hmm, I would say seven chili dogs. Wow! Before I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it again. I would, I would be like, no, I'm not watching it. No way. I'd rather go do my taxes. I'm not doing it. Um, but you know, I sat down. Uh, I was gonna watch B. You know, Batman vs Superman. I said, no, I can't do it like this. I have, I have to do it for the listeners. I have to sit down and watch all of them so that way I can give the best information for the listeners. And so I put on Man of Steel. I was just, ugh, I was cringing. I sent you the gifts saying how I hated it. Um, but then as it went on, I was like, oh, this, is, this isn't this is terrible. This isn't that bad. Uh, it's kind of like being on a date with, you know, a girl who has a hump and a wart in the middle of her, you know, middle of her face. And you think, oh, this is going to be terrible. But then you realize that the, the humpback has a personality. <laughs> you can kind of roll with the humpback. And so, once again, if you have a humpback, we appreciate you listening. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I can actually roll with this movie. And so, yeah, I felt like this movie was good enough for seven chili dogs. Now, seven nachos, no. Chili dogs, yes. Nachos is supreme, but the chili dog is, is good enough. <laughs> okay. Dude, I don't know where you were going the humpback thing, but <laughs> I got you in the end. I got you. Um, so, <clears throat> I didn't like Man of Steel the first time I saw it. Um, I had watched it for years. And I watched it again last week, and I still don't like it. Um, <laughs> basically, that that's it in a nutshell. I, I don't think it was um, any better than I remembered it. Um, there were some aspects that were a bit more redeeming in terms of like uh, Kevin Costner, Russell Crowe, Michael Shannon. But on the whole, I wasn't a big fan of um, Man of Steel. Don't really feel like they did a good job of portraying Superman as we know and love him um, on, on on the screen this time. And the, the thing that I kind of find surprising um, about this is that I don't think Man of Steel was a good film, but yet yeah, the, the guys at 
Warner Brothers decided that Zack Snyder was the hands that they wanted to put the whole DCU universe into. I find that a bit strange because it wasn't that good of an entry um, at first, anyway. As a, as a first, I don't think it was good. So um, we're going to see what Zack Snyder um, ultimately does. The Snyder Cut is out in a week's time, um, Thursday the 18th. Uh, so we've been reviewing Man of Steel. Um, we're likely to do Batman versus Superman and maybe Justice League if we have time uh, before the Snyder Cut, but we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, we have... Um, so oh, Sorry, my my rating. Um, if you would like to give a rating as well while you're listening, please, please feel free to say something and uh, record your comments so we can play a rating as well. We're happy to hear that. If you are listening to this after it has been shot live, please leave it in the comments. Please be fr- uh, feel free to leave it on our actual superhero community called Super Scene One Thirteen on Facebook. Um, we have a community built for people who want to share their thoughts, their predictions, and their favorite scenes. And so, yeah, if you want to leave any of your thoughts on Man of Steel, WandaVision, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're going to have all those conversations happening on Super Scene 113 on Facebook. So please feel free to join us for that. We'd love to have you there and to join the conversation as well. Kurtman, your rating, please. I would give it four and a half. I didn't like the film. Still don't like it. Um, there was nothing. I know there's nothing that I really liked about it. Really, um, it's not even an average film. It's below average. So yeah, four and a half. <laughs> and I'm sticking by that. I'm not. Um, He's not that's that's sad. Nothing's changed, and from the time that I've seen it when it first came out till now, nothing has changed. I still don't think it's a good movie. So. Um, uh, I'm glad that you kind of liked it a lot more um, second time round because I, I feel like that might be you're, you're going into Batman versus Superman with a bit more positivity than I am. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that see how that works out. But um, Halo, it has been a pleasure. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, your slice of humble pie tonight. Um, I hope that after all your uh, after all you've been saying about Man of Steel and your stance that you don't like it and you know it's a terrible movie, um, it's kind of been amusing that you've uh, you come around <laughs> come around it tonight and you've uh, had to eat just a, just a sliver just a sliver of, of, of humble pie tonight. But we won't hold that against you. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to um, hearing your thoughts um, for batman versus superman um we'll, we'll, we'll get to that soon so halo do you have anything else to add you know what this has made me question so many things about myself uh, including I, our friendship <laughs> especially our friendship. <laughs> no it, it made me wonder like should i go back and watch x-men 3 <laughs> Oh, 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 the guns are coming out. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay. I'm like, should I watch X-Men Apocalypse? Should I, should I okay. check these movies out again? Because I was so against them. I don't know. If I like X-Men 3, then that means that maybe I need to go get checked out. Maybe I have a tumor or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm a bit concerned. Uh, but yeah, with that all being said, it's been good to, to do this review. And what we're going to do is going to wrap up now. And I want to say, hey, peeps. 
I am Halo, and this is Cutman. And we'd like to welcome you to the planet. It. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. Oh my God! Einhorn is a man.